Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. But we are going to continue with interesting uh, conversations here on the DL Link Show on 101.9 Hi FM, um, because we're going to be talking about something uh, really a lot more serious, and um, it has to do with our partners. It has to do with breaking up or losing our partners, and how do we move forward in the world? Um, without them, you know, Dr. Mia was talking about how we're wired to be attracted to something that's attractive. We're also wired as human beings to connect with others and to find a mate, to find a partner. And so when we lose our partner, how do we cope in the world? So um, Dimakatso Moteng is a clinical psychologist with Netcare Akiso Arcadia in Pretoria. And uh, Dimakatso has joined us today to share some insights and, and, yeah, and some expertise around that. Dimakatso, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be with you guys today. Oh, we are really delighted to have you on the show. I don't know if you were listening to the interview before, but I mean, starting off with, you know, we are as human beings, we want connection, we want love, we want to belong, we want to be held. We very often want a partner to share our lives with. Um, and so to lose a partner um, can be an incredibly difficult thing, a traumatic thing. It can some some of us freeze in that state and are never able to move forward. So maybe we can just start off speaking to that, um, Dimakatsu, because there are some people who choose not to share their lives um, with someone else. So let's talk about the dynamic of of sharing your life with a person, having a partner, having someone to love. So I think that process is, you know, when someone love one pass on there's that shock you know you don't you we don't think about that one day we will lose each other we don't even prepare our mind and i think also to touch on that i want to help listeners to say loss is not about people who just passed on but loss a breakup is a loss you know divorce is a loss and i think it's something that uh when we explain to patients they don't see that actually I don't think that's a loss theme. I'm like, but you are dealing with grief and loss because you, you expected this person to be in your life forever. You know, when you were starting that relationship, you did not think that one day you guys will separate. So it's not only about losing that person who's gone, but lots of separation and loss of divorce. You know, and those are the things that can really frustrate people and they, they can't come back and start dating and moving on with their life because they never thought that this will happen. Yeah. So, so I, that's so interesting. So dealing with losing a partner, whether you lose them as in a divorce or a breakup or you lose them because they've passed, are you saying that you go through those same stages, like the same stages of grief? Um, when you lose a partner who passes as when you break up? Yes, yes. So the, the first stage also, like that's the denial stage. So when a person is passed on, you are, you don't, you don't want to believe, you know, especially when it's accident, you know, and it's sudden to a point that you never saw this person being sick. You know, you just left in the morning, you said your goodbyes, you were going to work. And then while you're at work, you hear the, you get a call that, this person is normal. So there's that denial and the shock to say, but I was with this person and this person was healthy. So what, what really happened? So 
that that denial as well it is something that patients do experience and but when you separate someone will just come back from home and you guys you you thinking you guys are happy you thinking you are in a better space and someone comes and tells you and give you a bombshell and say i'm not happy anymore i think this relationship is not for me anymore or i think we need to separate and divorce because i'm not happy in this marriage anymore and sometimes the signs are there we are in denial about it. We don't want to see them. We we are hoping that things will get better. And the person get to a point where they choose themselves and they they realize that this marriage or this relationship or this friendship is not for me anymore. So that denial, you know, the shock, the fear, it, it comes. And they, we all experience the same stages, but it's just different types of of the loss that one can experience. Mm, I hear you. Thanks, Dimakat. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, perhaps after the break, you can explain those stages that we go through after losing a partner. So we'll be right back. Please stay with us. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, thank you for joining us. This is the Dealing Show on 101.9 High FM. I'm Nikki Seberini, thoroughly enjoying my time with you, with our guests today. Um, I always like to remind you that um, you can listen to past shows or this show if you have to tune out for a while. Just um, tomorrow, go to the High FM website. And then there's a little tab. Click on Podcasts and then click on the day, which is Thursday and Life Links and then you'll be able to get this show and past shows as well. I have Dimakatsu Mutiang, who is a clinical psychologist with Netcare Akiso Arcadia, Arcadia in Pretoria. We're talking about learning to live without your partner. Perhaps your partner has passed or you have broken up, got divorced, and how do you navigate your way through that? So just before the break, Dimakatsu was talking about these stages of grief. Um, you spoke about denial being the first one, Dimakatsu, but perhaps you can just go through those stages for us. Yes. Oh, so the second stage now, so after you realize that this person is gone, after you realize that the partner is dead, you know, you're not, no longer coming back, or this person really, really wants to separate and divorce with you, there's that anger. You know, you become angry with yourself. You feel like maybe I could have done something. Maybe I failed this person. You know, you are angry with your higher power. You are angry with them. How could they leave you? How could they not fight? You know, how could they not fight for the relationship, for the marriage? So there's that frustration and anger, you know, that you, that an individual goes through and the irritation and anxiety to say, how could I live my life without this person? Because you have attuned your your needs. You have attuned your mind to say, I'm always with this person. This person is my partner. This person is my friend. And now the person is no longer there in my life. So the person, you get so confused to say, how am I going to start my life without this person? So you are fuming. You There's a lot of rage and anger to say, how dare does this person do this? Why Why are they not fighting for us? Why are, are, are they not fighting for the relationship? Oh, why are they not fighting for their life? You know, and how could, why can't they come back to life? Because they know that I can't survive this world without them. You know, and, and the other stage is, is the beginning. You know, this is where the, the patient or the person is struggling to find the meaning 
You know, you, you, sometimes you, you acknowledge that the person is gone and sometimes you don't acknowledge. It's the pull and push process. You know, you, you are still by gaining with yourself to say, should I really accept that this person is gone or should I really let go of this relationship? Should I really let go of the hope that one day, you know, we, we will be better. So you are struggling to find the meaning. There's no meaning that you are trying to attach yourself with to say, maybe there are reasons why, reasons why this person is gone. Or maybe they, they were in pain. So they had to, to let go and they had to, you know, go over and cross over in life. But you realize to say, you find it very hard. Even though you are trying to reach out to people, you tell your story, but it doesn't make sense. And this is the most confusing stage because Either you will go back to the denial or you go, you will go forward and accept. So this is a very critical stage where, you know, individuals is trying to find that meaning, but they are really, really struggling to do so. Yeah? And then after you realize that, okay, this person is gone, this person is no more. And then the depression stage come where now you feel the feelings of helplessness. You feel overwhelmed. You, you, you feel guilty. Sometimes you blame yourself. You know, you realize that actually, yeah, I've signed those people's papers that this person has really separated with me. They've packed their bags. They've moved out of the house or they are telling me to move out of their house. Or you realize that your partner has moved on. They started a, a family or they are with someone else. And, and now the, now the feelings of sadness, you know, it comes and it, it overwhelms you. Now you realize that this person is gone, is no more. They are no longer waking up. We are preparing for their funeral person. You know, we are going to lay them into rest now. So you realize that, you know, I can't be denial about it. This person is not coming back. And the feelings of overwhelmness, the, the depression part of it, it takes over and, and you feel, you feel so hopeless. You feel so helpless. You feel so alone. You feel empty. You feel miserable. You feel like your life won't come back to life again. You feel like something have died within you. And that is a very, you know, is a, is a very also a sensitive stage because that's where the suicidal thoughts come, the person will attempt suicide or other people, they succeed, you know, and this is a stage where really can push people to, to self-harm, you know, other people, they can be um, addicted uh, to alcohol, you know, or any form of drugs or substance, and this can really push people to the edge and where they can lose their life. So this is a very critical stage where when when individual they find themselves in, they really need to seek help so that we can help them to move to the last stage, which is the acceptance stage. So the fifth stage now is the acceptance and, you know, getting to a place where you see that actually my partner is gone. You know, uh, we, we are, there's no love anymore or there's no life anymore here. This person is gone. We've buried them. I have to start over with my life. I have to move on. I have to find a way, a, a new plan to in place to move on. And I have to explore options of healing and realize that, you know, this person is not coming back. And for you to get to that stage is, is really, really, really hard, Nikki. It's, is is really frustrating. It's, it's sad. You know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming to get to that stage, but it is possible with, with the help, with therapy, with support. You, you really get to that stage. But one thing I want to say to, to the listeners is this stage is they don't usually go 
uh, sequentially. You know, sometimes people will accept and two, two years later they go back to the anger stage or they go back to the denial stage. So you can hop from one stage to another. You know, it doesn't go sequentially. It doesn't go in order depending on, on, on the situation, depending on the person. But at the same time, most of them, they go through the stages. But the most important one is let us accept. But before you accept, allow yourself to go through these stages because that's where the healing process is. Mm. Wow. Thank you for explaining it like that, um, Dima Katso. I mean, so what I'm hearing you say is that if you're aware that you're going through these stages and you can acknowledge this is where I am right now, and it's normal to be here. The chances of it then passing are perhaps easier than if you are in it, are not aware of it, kind of suppress it, yes. uh, and then it'll come back. It could come back at a later stage. So it's almost mm. integrating each stage. Yes. Yeah. And allowing yourself to feel. Because most of the time people it. avoid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they get they want to move on quickly. You want mm-hmm. to jump to another relationship because you want to numb the pain, you know. So you avoid being alone and staying with those feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. And they're such uncomfortable feelings, as you say. You want to avoid them, so you move on. And mm-hmm. and so when you talk about it, doesn't go sequentially, um, and that after time things can come back. When they come back, for example, if the anger comes back, it could that be because perhaps it wasn't processed or integrated in the right way? Let's just think about that. Let's take a quick break and you can answer that after the break. Thank you. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back. I have Dimakat Sumateng, who's a clinical psychologist at Nitcare Akiso Arcadia in Pretoria. We're talking about learning to live without your partner. Dimakatsu went through those five stages of grief. And Dimakatsu, so because we've only got a couple of minutes left, so what are what are some of the important steps that you have to take in order to work through each step so that you can move through and get to the other side? I think the most important thing is accept, accepting that this is happening. I think most of the individuals, is why we delay with the process is we don't want to see people for who they are and we don't want to accept the situation for what it is. And when someone is saying it's over, it's hard for another person, especially who did not prepare themselves. It's a shock. But then to come to a space to say, you know what, I need to allow myself to get to a space where I accept that this is happening so that I can deal with the emotions. And the other part is with people we tend to avoid. So let us not be afraid to feel the emotions. We, we want to always numb the pain. We want to all quick, like we want to move on quickly in life. So if we can normalize to say it's okay to not be okay, you know, this was is something that was a shock. For me, I did not prepare for the death. I did not prepare for the divorce, but this is happening. And I should not act that this is not happening. Let me allow myself to feel. We should not avoid feeling the emotions. Hmm. Wonderful. So then the question is this. 
how do you then know when you're actually ready to move forward? So you're not moving forward because you want to numb the pain or distract yes. yourself <clears throat> and quickly replace it. How, how would one know when one is ready? I think one will know that one is ready by, I think therapy will help, yeah? Um, yeah. cause we avoid, yeah, but to a point that to say, you know what, I have allowed myself to feel the pain. I have grieved enough for me, according to you, because culture, spirituality differs from person to person. But when you're at a space to realize that, okay, now I'm at peace and I'm, I'm not blaming anyone and I'm also not blaming myself. So I can now, I see that it is important for me to move on with my life. I am not, there's no sense of guilt. There's no sense of blame. And I'm at peace with what happened. You know, I've let go of the, of the emotions around the death and or the separation and the peace within me and I'm ready. So I think for us is having that peace and not feeling guilty because most of the time people feel guilty even moving on. Then you realize that actually maybe there are certain emotions that I have not dealt with. But when you have the peace and you realize that, you know what, this is not within my control, it has happened. So I have to accept that this has, it has nothing to do with me as an individual. It was out of my control and I've done enough. So now it's time for me to give myself a second chance or a third chance in my life. Mm. And as you've said, it's it's so individual to each person. Like there's no particular time frame in which that can happen. Um, yes. And then that takes away a certain expectation, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Dimakatsu, thank you so much. I think that the points that you've shared with us are so relevant on the show, and I thank you so much. And for people who are struggling with um, having lost a partner, um, you know, I know that Akiso is incredible. Who, who is there? A, is there a, a, a call center they can contact? How or people they can speak to? How can they reach out? Yes. So there, there is. There is a Akeso um, helpline center, but also there are a lot of, if people can go on the website and um, also call um number of Akeso 087-098-0459. There's always help there. They will also put them through to the helpline of Akeso and an emergency helpline as well. Thank you so much. We really, Thank you really so much, appreciate guys. your time. Do take care. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. Thank you. Dimakatso Moteng, clinical psychologist at Neke Akiso Arcadia in Pretoria. And there is the number. If you are struggling, you are not alone. And there are people here to support you. And just in very, you know, so interesting with the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then ultimately the acceptance. I hope that we have shone the light. I hope that we have you know, in some way giving you something to think about, to hold, to mull over. Um, yeah. I have so enjoyed being with you over this hour. I do look forward to being with you again, same time next week from me, Nikki Severini. Until then, do take care and goodbye.